Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Season 1 of the TV version of Building the Future is now streaming online at buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Nathan Beckard, co-founder and CEO at Foundersuite. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you're doing is is really interesting. You have quite the impressive background. Um, you've been in the game for a while. You have quite... Uh, you know, you've you've done a lot of things, but maybe before we kind of cover Founder Suite, let's get to know you a little bit better and, and start off with where you grew up. Sure, I grew up in originally a very small town in the mountains of Colorado called Estes Park. Okay, and then uh, I spent my teen years down in Boulder, Colorado. Pretty okay. cool college town. Okay, and then what did you kind of? Or I guess, like, as a kid, what kind of got you passionate about technology? You know, it, this is in the day where I had Apple IIe yeah. um, and uh, floppy disks. I mean, this sounds probably so ancient. Nope, that, <laughs> but, that's what I grew up on in the 80s. I love that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was so, such a thrill. I, we had a little group of us that had, you know, our five and a quarter inch floppy disks, and we would, like, copy pirated software for like castle wolfenstein you know <laughs> I and, that, yeah yeah all this fun stuff and it totally just um you know it's kind of addictive to be able to to get a computer to do something like that that you want and and uh yeah that that was the bug that was the initial bug sure so you graduated high school what did you kind of take in university i um i came out to california for for university I went to santa clara university here in silicon valley and I actually took a little different tack. I studied finance and business. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what kind of decided to go kind of in finance and business? You know, um, it was exciting. It was, uh, to me, I, I was attracted to the exciting go-go uh, 90s, uh, when a lot of companies started to go public and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the tech companies were having IPOs and doing acquisitions and all that good stuff. So that was what was appealing. Um, and I went into finance and I went into investment banking where I was covering tech stocks and re writing research reports, stock reports on tech stocks and, and working on a few, uh, IPOs and whatnot. And, um, and that kind of got me a bug for the whole startup thing. Sure. So you've had kind of a number of different jobs and, and kind of doing a bunch of different things. What kind of eventually led you to starting your own thing? Yeah. So it, you know, I think I always was pretty entrepreneurial. Even as a kid, I used to, uh, <laughs> a little anecdote, I used to, uh, order Chinese throwing stars and other paraphernalia through like the back of martial arts magazines and then sell it to kids on the school bus, you know, whose parents wouldn't let them order that sort of stuff. That's um, funny. That's had, awesome. <laughs> or, yeah, no, it was a, 
it's amazing what little kids will pay or, you know, your, your classmates will pay if something's forbidden to them, but your parents are a little more lenient. <laughs> sure. Um, so I had a little entrepreneurial bug early on, but I think um, basically when I was working in, in Wall Street uh, covering these tech stocks and writing these reports on tech stocks, I had some friends that were starting companies here in San Francisco. And this is again in the, in the 90s um, when things were pretty going you know haywire, going crazy. Sure. Uh, bubble, bubble 1.0. I had friends that were starting companies and they are like, hey, you're writing these reports on these tech companies, can you help me write a business plan? Because I want to go raise money. Right. At that time, it was a very, it was how you raise money. You would write a business plan and, you know, put together this 30-page document and um, very different kind of model. People don't do that anymore, which is probably a good thing. But um, I started writing business plans for, for friends and okay. uh, helping them on their their fundraising. So that got me a little closer to the actual, you know, early stage startup game and then from there it just sort of sucked me in and never let me go. Sure. So what led you to kind of um, starting and kind of co-founding and being CEO of uh, Founder Suite? Yeah, so continuing on that story, so I was doing uh, stock research for a while and then I went off to get my, my MBA in Austin, Texas and in Austin I Joined up with the Entrepreneur Society and and had this idea that I was going to grad I was going to start a startup while in in graduate school. Okay, yeah, good safe place, right? It's kind of a safe place to fail if you're in school. You you know, um, I spent about a year and a half negotiating for a license to commercialize some technology out of. Uh, What's called the MD Anderson Cancer Center. It's a network of hospitals where they do clinical trial tests, you know, to test different drugs for cancer drugs and things like that. And the the MD Anderson had built this software to manage all these trials. Very complex, very uh, lucrative market, right? Because drug companies will spend a lot of money to develop new drugs, and sure. the software to manage the trials is a very critical part of that. So. That was the idea I latched on to. Didn't really have a passion for clinical trials, um, but was attracted to the market. And spent a year getting a license for this thing, um, you know, negotiating it. Very complex negotiation license. Uh, spent another period of time putting together a real early team, starting to talk to investors. And at the end of the day, basically a week after graduating from B school, it all fell apart. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it. You know, long story short, it. Uh, the market was good. The concept was good. The software was actually old and crappy. It had been written over twenty years by these guys, so it was pretty outdated. And the guys who had created it were. You know, very nobly, more interested in curing cancer than they were in uh, starting a startup. So the thing kind of imploded. I had no job. I had no startup. I I uh, had missed all the on-campus recruiting that they do on at B school, and so with no real options, <laughs> no real opportunities, I said, "All right, well, let's just go back to San Francisco and start, you know, consulting, hang out a consulting shingle." Okay. Uh, and so I did that, and a lot of the, and that was about 2002, um, where I started 
you know, taking what I had learned in B school and running the startup and stuff like that and helping startups with their pitch decks, their models, putting, putting together their financial structure, um, and, and did that. So that grew into an actual business called Venture Archetypes for about 10 years. Wow. That's awesome. It, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, it's really fun. You know, the consulting thing is is very mentally stimulating. I wouldn't mind doing it again at some point because you're working with, you know, six or ten or twelve different companies at once, solving problems, putting them in front of investors. It's very like stimulating. I worked with some pretty cool companies like Kickstarter when they were very early, and uh, a few others. You know, in the 2007, 2010 timeframe that we're doing some cool stuff. Sure. That's awesome. So at what point did Founder Suite kind of come, come to be? Yeah. So in the, pre- in the course of running this consulting business, we built up a lot of IP. Okay. Um, yeah. I, we had, you know, I have a folder of a hundred different models and templates and various pitch decks that we'd recycle for clients, right? Sure. One way to make money consulting is obviously to reuse and recycle your IP. And um, and a lot of times we come into a startup and help them put together a model, help them put together a pitch deck. Then we you know, get them coached on their pitch and get them practicing their pitch and all that good stuff, get them kind of ready to go raise money. And then we go and we put together or we do research and put together a list of investors for them. Got you. Um, and that was pretty labor intensive. And, and then we'd also even go a step further and usually create a nice big custom spreadsheet to manage all these discussions. So you probably see where I'm going with this. Totally. We kind of said, all right, this is good stuff. Let's actually turn this into software instead of having it all be based in Google spreadsheets and, and stuff. Let's actually productize this. Um, and so we, we built some apps. Founder Suite was a, a subsidiary of the consulting business, Venture Archetypes. And we put it out there as kind of a side business, if you will, or side concept. Spent another, I guess, about two years actually getting feedback on it and you know making it a little bit better, and then finally, um, in 2015, early 2015, decided to spin Founder Suite out into its own company. We incorporated it in um, January of 2015, and then raised some money for it last summer, uh, June of 2015. So it was a real company. <laughs> gotcha. No, but I, I think that's awesome, and, and like partly, obviously, like I think what you guys are doing with Founder Suite is really cool, but just when you and I originally met, I, I love that kind of like journey of how, you know, you basically took some stuff from your consulting business, kind of turned it into a product, you know, you, you had a, like a failed startup, right? So you've been down the road, right? And you've had tons of experiences and you basically never gave up. And then you kind of, well, you took this thing and then you're like, well, I could productize this. And I, I think like, that's really inspirational to a lot of people because there's a lot of people out there that are that are maybe trading time for dollars, right? Like you do in consulting, sure. where you could probably spin some of that stuff off into a product and maybe not necessarily commit to it full time, but maybe eventually it becomes full time or maybe it becomes its own company like like you did with Founder Suite. Yeah, I think 
I think it's a good approach, right? The 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 clinical trial trial software stuff had really no passion for that. You know, it was not something that got me fired up and excited and, and motivated to crank away and brainstorm. You know, w- when you're onto something you're really passionate about, your mind's kind of working on all the time, right? Right. And and that's when you know you're maybe on to something or at least something that's a good fit for you. Whether or not it's a successful company, that might be a different issue. But w- when you mind is constantly thinking about something and you're obsessed with something, right? When you've figured out that obsession about something – it's a great way to kind of put it out as a side business, see if anyone cares. Sure. And if they do, you know, that might be a good good signal that it's time to turn that into a, a startup. Yeah. Sure. So what exactly is Founder Suite just for, you know, people listening? Sure. So um, it's actually evolved. I'll, I'll give a slightly longer Sure. No, that, that. that's interesting. When I, you know, backing up, Rewinding a bit, when we put out a suite, it was five different web apps. It was an app for idea validation, one for fundraising, one for investor relations, one for managing your PR, and then one for tracking competitors. And the concept was sort of this end-to-end suite of tools that you would come on at the idea stage, use it to hone your idea, then move on to the fundraising stage, so on and so forth. Gotcha. Um, it, and that was what we put out there. That was kind of our shingle. You know, after we raised money last summer, we really took sort of a, a two, two or three months, kind of step back from the business a little bit, and said, "All right, what's what do we want to do? We've got a little money in the bank now." We looked at analytics and talking to users and figured out that really what people were using us for was the fundraising piece. Um, some of the other things were interesting but not really core and critical. So we decided to, this is about last August, September timeframe, kind of really double down and focus in on the fundraising piece that so we started rebuilding our investor CRM. Uh, this is a tool that helps you build a target list of investors, and then as you're out fundraising, it helps you basically, you know, it's a SaaS business. It sure. helps you keep on top of all your discussions and uh, meetings and calls and notes around your fundraise. Sure. So we spent from, say, August, September, up until about March of this year, 2016, rebuilding that investor CRM. Um, launched it in March, basically ground up rebuild, and that's our flagship. Um, about a month ago, we started to actually trim and kill off some of the other products, the, the media CRM tool I mentioned, the idea validation tool. Those are, are going away. And what we're really doing now is focusing on, again, that fundraising piece and then also investor relations and kind of the deal management side of things. So Founder uh, Suite today is investor CRM. Uh, we also have a collection of pitch decks and models and templates, things that are around there. We're pretty close to releasing an investor update or investor relations tool. Okay. And then we have a few other things in the pipe that are all in the same general category. Okay. So walk me through kind of 
I'm looking for investors. I come to Founder Suite. Um, you have a free plan. How how do I kind of you know just high level use the the tool? Yeah, it uh, it goes to our philosophy, and this is a philosophy both from experience and also from just talking to a lot of different founders that when you decide it's time to go raise money, you need to kind of switch your mental gears and think of it like a sales process. Sure. Because that's really what it is. You're, you're selling shares in your company. You're selling your vision. You're selling your, your team to investors who are buying shares of the company. Right. Um, so our, that's kind of how we think about it, and that's how we built this tool. So you come in. The free plan, you can come in, you can search by industry. The first step, of course, in a sales process is to build your funnel. Um, first step of that is to build a, a list of target you know, leads. Um, so you come in, you type in your industry, say it's drones or uh, e-commerce, and we display investors that are interested in that industry. Oh, very cool. And, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty useful. It shows a little picture, a bio. Uh, we're pulling from Angelus API some data. We're showing like uh, picture, bio, location, also all their social icons like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, blogs. And so you can kind of scan these investors who are interested in e-commerce, for example. Right. Open up their social profiles. And if they look like they're a good target or lead, one click, you add them to your investor board. Got you. Um, this investor board is like a Trello board or a Kanban board where you have columns filled with cards. Each card represents an investor, and the, the titles of the columns would be things like new, contacted, pitched, due diligence, said yes, said no, right? Got you. Um, and long story short, you're moving these cards in between the columns as you're kind of driving all these investors towards a, a yes or no, like a, a sales process. Sure. Um, you know, a few other kind of bells and whistles. When you click on a card and open it up, you can assign an owner, maybe your co-founder. Um, you can enter in, like if the investor says, I'm in for 200 grand. I'm in for 200 grand if you, you know, bring in another lead investor. You can put in 200K and a 50% conditional commitment level you can upload your pitch deck you can log your meetings and notes and calls so it's very much a real crm in that way of um you know keeping a log of the activity of your fundraise sure so you keep mentioning kind of like docs and stuff and i know um that's kind of in in more of the paid plans but what kind of other docs, like you mentioned, pitch deck and whatnot, but is there anything else that you guys are kind of pr promoting in the startup docs um, area? Yeah, the startup docs actually has quite a few things in it. We have, uh, I think we have about nine different folders and close to about 100 different docs and templates spread across those nine different folders. Okay. The f um you know, like one folder is starting up, and these are things like founders agreement, naming your company template, um, cap table builder, right? So you're going to sure. divvy up equity, stuff like that. Um, in the funding folder, we have, like I mentioned, pitch decks, templates, term sheets, um, 
a valuation scenario. You can plug in if I raise $2 million on a $5 million cap and then I later raise $10 million, you can see how your equity gets kind of whittled down. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty interesting actually. Um, and and things like that. So that's in the funding template cap table and, and term sheets and pitch decks. Um, and then the other folders are things like um, there's a marketing and PR. I think there's a hiring one. There's a uh, analytics and planning. So the, this has some good stuff. Like there's a, a hiring planner template. This is Excel-based uh, templates. This is um, a list of about 50 different job roles organized by category, engineering, marketing, sales, operations, uh, with job titles, and then it's a spreadsheet where you can assign a salary and just plug in. You're going to hire two engineers in in March, another one in August, and it shows you what your monthly burn rate will be as you you know hire and scale. So that's a nice, useful template. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff like that. So it's really just kind of nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts templates for for running a startup. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome because I think in a lot of cases, depending on your background, um, you don't really necessarily know where to start or maybe you know where to start, but at some point you don't really know where to keep going, right? Where with you guys, you guys have kind of outlined almost every step from kind of beginning to, I guess, end or being sold, right? Like, is is kind of what you guys are basically putting together for for somebody for for a monthly fee, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The the as I mentioned, the original vision of Founder Suite was this like end to end suite of not just templates but tools to help you do like every step of the process. And although I love that vision, that's really almost just too big a a bite to chew okay, <laughs> for a fair. startup you know I, I think it's a great vision right like it would be awesome if there was just this all-encompassing platform to help you like start scale grow your company um we have a lot of that you know sure. uh but it's not all that um i think the templates kind of encompass that whole spectrum of getting started fundraising marketing hiring our tools, our software tools, are really focused on the fundraising piece. Sure. What's the founders market piece? Oh yeah, so this is a newer, um, a newer addition. So the concept is, you know, kind of going into pitch mode here. Concept is, you're a new startup. You come on. You use our templates, the getting started templates, the founders agreements to get going. Then you're ready to fundraise. You use our software to do that. Once you raise money as a startup, you know, the pressure's on to scale. And sure. typically you start opening up with that checkbook pretty aggressively and you start paying for accounting and payroll software and, you know, all, uh, recruiting software. You, you start spending that money to scale. So in Founders Market, we've assembled a collection of products and got discounts on, on most of them, free trials and discounts. Um, and they're really just things that we use ourselves and gotcha. that we recommend to others. So it's kind of a curated collection of about 25 deals on, you know, payments, recruiting, um, 
all kinds of good stuff. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome. So, and maybe this is kind of a, a question that you, you might get all the time, but is there any kind of like, is there target markets for startups that you guys are kind of targeting or is it kind of anybody that's looking to do hardware, software kind of startups or, or who's your target market for Founder Suite? You know, it's, it's, um, it's everyone. I know that's pretty broad. It's anyone who is a, a startup that wants to scale. It's okay. not, it's not for your, you know, mom and pop corner delicatessen type of startup. Um, but we do have consumer product startups. We have a lot of software and, and, um, and actually a lot of like hardware too. Um, we have relationships with a bunch of different incubators and accelerators and just thinking of a few of our more active users right now, we just did a profile of a company called Foldy Mates, which okay. um, they were in plug and play tech center and they just graduated. They actually have a machine that you would put next to your washer dryer. You put in your laundry and it folds it all for you. Right. Oh, I read about that the other day. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. It's totally cool, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, pretty, pretty smart. Your next big white, white appliance, or what do they sure. call it? Um, um, I mean, everything from that to you know your typical software and, and gaming and mobile startups. Um, it's funny. I've seen a few hemp or cannabis-based startups, you know, come across the platform recently. Like okay. it's, uh, you can almost kind of mirror trends by seeing like who's really actively fundraising on the platform. It's kind of fun. That's actually really interesting. That actually might be fascinating in itself, right? To see almost like what's going to be the next hot thing in startups. You can see, you know, what people are doing, what, what they're looking to get funding and, and that thing. That's interesting. It, it is. And it has been, uh, there's been a lot of robotic stuff lately. So okay. it's, it's kind of, uh, it's cool because these things are always, you know, really interesting. We had a, a wave of drone-related startups come through, you know, maybe a year ago, and now we're seeing a lot of a lot of robotics things. Okay, um, any AI or virtual reality stuff? Yes, we've been seeing some AI stuff. Um, VR. Maybe not quite as much. I'd have to go and and look. Um, you know, I don't think I've seen too many VR things come across the platform. Which uh, I don't know why we'd have AI but not VR. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and look at that. It's kind of a question. Sure. So I'm I'm kind of curious. I, I, and obviously, you don't have to give me like away anything that you guys are, are really b building. But where do you see kind of the future of um, Founder Suite going. I I still love this original vision of being this comprehensive platform for entrepreneurs. Okay. I think you know, I think entrepreneurship is definitely a a booming wave. It's got many years to go before we hit peak saturation of entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of millennials and college grads wanting to be entrepreneurs, not follow traditional paths. So I still love this vision of this 
comprehensive end-to-end suite of tools. Um, you know, so I think to answer your question, we'll we'll really continue to focus on the funding and investor relations piece for the near term. Really nail that piece, and sure. then probably expand outward from there. You know, we have some ideas of other other tools, and we might even rebuild. Uh, just like we did with our investor CRM, where we did a ground-up rebuild, we might rebuild some of the other products that we killed off. Gotcha. Our, you know, like our media CRM. When you're pitching journalists, it's it's conceptually similar to pitching investors. You're building a list of targets that are relevant for you. You know, relevant journalists that are relevant for your business. You're engaging them. You're building relationships with them. You're pushing them to write about you, right? It's conceptually similar process, so we, we might rebuild some of those products like that. Interesting. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I think you're right. So I'm curious then, is there anything, this is maybe a little bit outside of Founder Suite, but is there anything that you see kind of all the time that you could give almost like tips or advice for people when they're looking to pitch to investors? You know, whether you've seen it kind of um, through your past career or, you know, founder suite. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. I will try and pick some of the the best. I think raising money, can you hear me okay? Is this coming? Okay. Raising money is really hard. It's harder than it looks. Uh, It's much more painful than it looks. You know, the perception is you just start talking to investors and it starts to happen. Um, you know, the thing I see even on our platform is that successful startups really kind of treat it as a, a numbers game, as a sales process, as a numbers game where the larger number of, of leads in the top of your funnel, the more likely you are to, to raise money. Um, there's maybe 1% of startups out there and that have such amazing traction and metrics and Y Combinator pedigree and Stanford CS engineer pedigrees that they don't have to hustle their ass off, right? That's gotcha. 1% of startups. The other 99, 98% have to work really hard at it, right? So um, I see startups on here and I see how much time they're putting into it and you know, I'm looking at actually our intercom dashboard as we speak, and I'm seeing the number of web sessions some of these companies have, which is in the, you know, hundreds, many hundreds, right? That means many hundreds of times they've come back and edited an investor, added investors. Some of them have two or 300 investor leads or targets on their wow. dashboard that they're working through. Um, you know, so I think understanding that it's, Unless you're in that one percent with these Snapchat type of growth rates and 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 whatnot, understanding that you gotta put in the time, effort, and really work hard on your fundraise is just a good thing to understand and accept. Um, and then once you kind of accept that, you know, putting in the the time to build the target list and uh, working the network and relationships to to get the warm introductions um, is pretty key. Um, also understanding that it's going to be pretty much a full-time job for two to six months, um, sometimes longer. Hopefully if it's going longer than six months, you might 
consider taking a break, come, coming back at it when you've got more traction or momentum. Um, you know, but that's, that's always eye opening to people that they need to carve off. They need to get their co-founder to kind of manage the reins of the business so they can really focus on working all these investor connections and leads. Um, you know, other things, just general, general kind of guidance, uh, obviously having a great pitch that's been well honed, well refined. You don't want to go out there talking to 50 investors when your pitch is kind of crappy and not resonating, right? Um, is pretty important. It's hard to come back and get a second meeting. It's hard to make a, uh, a first impression a second time with investors, right? Sure. Uh, they get so many startups coming across their plate that they're often looking for the fastest way to say no, right? So it's hard to come back if they said no um, later on. Um, let's see, other other tips. You know, trying to keep the momentum up when you start to get that momentum. I've, I was just talking with uh, some startups that were in batch – 16 of 500 startups incubator uh, that just graduated recently and one of them was really interesting he's like you know I thought I had it in the bag I thought I had our funding round closed um, he started to take his foot off the gas pedal and one or, one or two of the guys he thought were in didn't you know pan out and his funding round kind of lost momentum right at the end right so I think that's sort of a takeaway is just keeping the f- pedal to the metal all the way until that money literally is in the bank. <laughs> sure. No, I, I think that's really good advice. Um, pushing it over the finish line, not close to the finish line. Sure, sure. Um, what else? And then, you know, just uh, kind of an obvious statement, but the more business momentum and traction you can drum up and get going before fundraising, the faster and easier fundraise is going to to be. If you've got those metrics, you know, that really does help. If you can present that slide in your pitch deck showing really exciting metrics and, and growth, that gets a lot of people excited. Yeah, no, totally, right? Like if you can prove, even if you have a little bit of revenue coming in and, and whatnot too, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's actually a good point too is – you know, especially if you're raising a real seed round or a series A round, having your analytics and metrics down pretty cold um, in terms of like, you know, cost of acquisition, uh, revenue per user, all that kind of good stuff. Sure. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but Nathan, we're kind of running out of time. Maybe okay. let's close the show with mentioning where people can find um, Founder Suite online and um, any other you know social media links you want to mention either for Founder Suite or, or yourself? You bet. Um, Founder Suite is just at foundersuite.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-E-R-S-U-I-T-E.com. Um, we're also there on Twitter and Facebook, same thing, Founder Suite. Um, you know, we're we'd love you to come give us a shot if you uh, need a discount code. We and if you can remember my name, it's Nate 
25, capital N, lowercase ate 25, will take off 25% for about half a year. Perfect. And awesome. uh, yeah, um, that's it. We're, we're really you know, engaged with our users and love to get discussions going with our users. So we love feedback. We love questions. Uh, you know, we love to stay close to our, our customers. So if you do give us a shot and play around with us, you know, don't be shy in reaching out. We're pretty responsive. Perfect, Nathan. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and kind of following your guys' progress throughout the rest of 2016 and beyond. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time and uh, the platform, and uh, we'll, let's keep in touch. Yeah, sounds great, man. All right, have a good rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.